spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Thank you for joining us on Community Focus, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. The housing market has been just insane for the last year, maybe year and a half. Home prices are through the roof. Mortgage interest rates are now starting to go up and it can seem impossible to buy a house unless you're either very wealthy or you're downsizing from where you are now to something smaller that would be less expensive. However, Consolidated Credit has this amazing home buying fair coming up on June 4th where they can help guide us through this process. And I'm very happy to welcome Sandra Toban, the Director of Housing Counseling and Community Outreach for Consolidated Credit. Thank you for joining us today, Sandra. Thank you for having us here today. It's so important because, you know, as you're, I'm sure, aware, and I was just saying, I look at the prices on homes and prices, what the market will get, are not always the same thing as the real value. I have a friend who has been renting with her family, and the owner now wants to triple, triple their rent just because the market will allow it, not because the price of the home went up. So there's definitely some amount of people taking opportunities because they're available to raise prices. And for buyers, that makes it very difficult. So first, tell us about Consolidated Credit and maybe an overview of your services. Absolutely. Thank you, Helen. Consolidated Credit is a nonprofit organization approved by the Department of Housing and Urban Development, short HUD, to provide housing counseling services and to assist the community with housing programs like first-time homebuyer counseling and education, rental counseling foreclosure prevention, reverse mortgage counseling. Our commitment is to bring housing and financial education programs to everyone in the community. And with that in mind, we serve Broward County, Miami-Dade, West Palm Beach. We also have more, and this is very important for people to know, that we have more than 13 years of experience educating and counseling families and individuals on their process to qualify purchase and maintain a house with a sustainable budget. That's what we do here. I've always felt there's a perception that you're about helping people get out of debt, which is certainly part of being able to buy a home. But a huge portion of what you do is based on the home buying. So it's much more than just help me get out of debt. And like you say, for first-time home buyers and HUD programs, there's so much information that people need to know. That's what this home buying fair is all about coming up on June 4th. What's going to be happening at the home buying fair? Absolutely. And as you say, the market is a little bit crazy. And I am absolutely sure there is a lot of people there with so many questions. What am I going to do now? So that's the reason why we are pulling this event together. So the third annual home buying fair will host top mortgage lenders, realtors, title and insurance companies, and other industry experts to answer questions and to guide the community on the steps they need to follow 
in the process of buying a home. I want people to remember this could be the most important financial transactions in their life. They need to be educated and they need to be ready for that. And it's so complicated once you start talking about all of the legal aspects, you know, you're generally going to sign a, a document that's, I don't know, 30, 40 pages of legalese. And if you don't know what you're signing, it can lead to a great deal of trouble. Now, is this going to be in a seminar style fair where everyone sits down and each lender or buyer takes their turn to talk? Or will it be like each one will have a table set up and people can wander through as they wish? Absolutely. It's going to be a table set up. Everybody will have the opportunity to go table from table asking their questions, meeting lenders, meeting experts, asking their questions. It's going to be very, very entertaining. Can you tell us about some of the the lenders in particular, you know, with mortgage rates the way they are? We know how important it is and I would think an advantage to meet a lender who's at Consolidated Credit when you're at Consolidated Credit because it tells the lender that you're interested in clearing debt, doing things the proper way, and it tells the buyer that this is a legitimate lender and not some fly-by-night company that's going to take your money and leave you high and dry. Exactly. Well, non-financial institutions, lenders, and realtors in the community are the only ones that are going to be here. All those approved by the government, by HUD, are going to be here answering the questions that people have. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at your flyer, which, by the way, there's a picture on the flyer. I want the house that's there. <laughs> it's so pretty. <laughs> you know, some trees. Yes, there's like beautiful. an acre of land. Um, but, you know, you've got mentioned Truist, Comerica Bank, TD Bank. Bank of America, Valley, City, City National, Wells Fargo. I mean, these are huge names. So obviously, these are lenders we know that we can count on. But again, the whole process for someone who's never purchased a house before, that's really where the HUD programs come in and your seminars for first-time home buyers. Would there be someone there to talk to buyers about that process and whether or not they qualify to come to one of your seminars to get better interest rates? Absolutely. Everyone who has a question of any of the housing services should be here, Ellen. First time home buyers, if someone is looking to refinance their current mortgage, if they're having trouble paying their current mortgage or paying the rent, and if they even want to talk with a certified housing counselor, that will be available on campus that day to make an appointment and to answer the questions for people. They should come. They should be here that day. Okay. Uh, you mentioned appraisers will be there. Why is it important to meet an appraiser and what is their role in the process of home buying? They're so important, uh, Helen, because they will tell the people the condition the house is on right now. They also will tell the client how much is the real price and compare with other houses around in that neighbor. So that piece of information is critical, not only for the person who's buying a house, but also for the lender, because they want to have a fair price on that house. Right. Now, how do the lenders determine what mortgage rate someone will qualify for? I mean, I saw recently a mortgage rate at 5.11%. Now, when I bought my home, this is going back 10 years, I refinanced, I'm at 2.78 for a fixed rate. You know, 5%, you know, it, it's high for a mortgage. You're talking about 
loans that are going to run probably minimum of 100000 up to, I mean, with the homes in South Florida selling for a million dollars, you know, oh 1% can make an enormous difference over the course of a 30-year loan. So you have these HUD programs where people can come and learn about qualifying for lower interest rates. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. There are several factors that play in the consideration when you are going to visit the lender and they're going to tell you what is the interest rate. Of course, uh, your credit score, the savings that you have in, and all those aspects. However, we also going to have people representing here the down payment assistance uh, component of this. So if you need a little bit of help, if you don't have the entire money to purchase that home because of the market right now, we have the cities here and we have the information about the down payment assistance from them. So that's very important to learn. Is it still standard to come up with a 20% down payment or are there you know, some companies that will give you a 10% and be okay with that? What a wonderful question. Everything depends on the lender that you're talking with that day because every single lender have different programs that they offer to the community based on the qualification for that specific person. And that is the reason why it's so important for you to talk about your personal situation with that lender. Everybody's different. It's not going to be the same for everyone to have that 20% down. So many people don't have that 20% down. So many people need extra help with that. Okay. So come ask the question and the, the questions will be answered. Okay. It's just, I remember when we had the bubble in 2008 and then everything crashed and people ended up having to foreclose because they'd bought homes that were really out of their range, but because they could get a lower interest rate or a lower down payment, they could afford the monthly payment as long as everything was going along as it was. But some people Mm -hmm. get variable mortgages, and next thing you know, their payment has doubled, or with the pandemic, my goodness, people Mm -hmm. were out of work. Can you provide information for those who are having trouble with payment? Payments now are there programs to help them? Yes. And we don't want what happened in 2009 to repeat again. And that's the reason why we're doing this fair, because we really believe education is power. And the fact that we're going to have all these experts gathering in one place, ready to answer questions about housing for free, is one huge reason for you to be here. And yes, if you have trouble right now, if you feel like you will not be able to make the payment next month, please do not wait. Come and see us because, as I said before, Helen, we are going to have hot certified housing counselors walking around answering people's questions. And if you're one of those, you need to make an appointment with us right away. Okay. What number should people call to make an appointment? Yes. So the phone number will be one. 1- Please leave your complete name, your contact information, and a certified housing counselor will be calling you back and scheduling an appointment. Or the date of the fair, Mm -hmm. we're going to be here also scheduling appointments. Okay, and that's at your office, right, on Sunrise Boulevard? Yes, we are Consolidated Credit, located at 5701 West. Sunrise Boulevard, Plantation, Florida, 33313. And the fair gets underway at 10 o'clock, goes until 3 o'clock. 
there's no charge for this, right? It's a free event for the community, and I don't see why people should not take full advantage of this. <laughs> You're it's, so passionate again, about it. I love it. <laughs> yes, I am. I love this. This is wonderful information for the community. This fair will take place on Saturday, June 4th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So please come. Okay. And no reservations required. And what's really cool is you're going to be doing drawings for Walmart gift cards every half hour during the event. And if someone's about to buy a new house, there's nothing like a Walmart gift card to help you get settled in. This <laughs> is going to be wonderful. We have the information on our website, so you can find the links there. Or again, just show up. Or you can go to consolidatedcredit.org and read about everything they do. We also have the landing page, thehomebuyingfair.com, or they can call us at the 1-800-881-3576. Okay, thehomebuyingfair.com. Perfect. Correct. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay, for your sake, I hope you have a full house. For the sake of those attending, I know that you'll have (laughs) a full house. And somebody, please go through the process and buy a home to make Sandra happy because she loves seeing success (laughs) stories. Um, I thank you so much, Sandra Tobon, Director of Housing Counseling and Community Outreach for Consolidated Credit. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. Continuing our series on community focus about mental health during Mental Health Awareness Month, today we bring you psychologist, author, trauma therapist, winner of the Florida Social Worker of the Year Award, and Chief Compassion Officer for WellMed Healthcare, Dr. Jamie Heisman. Dr. Jamie, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Ellen. It's such a pleasure to be here. You know, I'm a South Florida boy, and I'm all over this country. Yes, I know. But I have to start with that title, Chief Compassion officer. I mean, I believe that compassion is something that's obviously critical to help people with any kind of issue, but particularly mental health issues. Why that title? Where did that come from? What made them think of that? That's an amazing question. Uh, It's asked several times, even my daughter, believe it or not, I'm an ARP daddy with a 10-year-old daughter. She's a daddy. What is a chief compassion officer? So, you know, interesting enough, Alan, our founder at WellMed Medical Management, Dr. George Rapier, and I think COVID itself was both the father and mother of invention on this one, that we looked at healthcare in the last couple of years, especially in this dysregulated time of COVID where nobody knew what to do. Everybody's nervous systems were off. Our doctors didn't know about telehealth. Patients felt unstable and realized that compassion and humanity was kind of leaving healthcare. And as a trauma therapist, my boss said, look, I'm just a human being going through stuff too. I think our seniors and our disabled and people we serve are also going through this. And there seems to be a lack of compassion. He says, would you like to be chief compassion officer? And I said, as a therapist, as a trauma therapist, there's nothing more I would love to be in my lifetime. What an epitaph, Dr. Rapier. I said, but there's nothing in healthcare like it. There's no return on investment that people think, even though I know there is. I took the moniker because of that. That's wonderful. And you bring up COVID, and this is a time, you know, we're kind of looking back at it as, oh, it's done, and it's really not. Now we're seeing new surges in the Northeast, and we keep hearing about different variants, and we have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know if that's part of the reason people continue to be unsettled, but there was a whole period where people said, well, I don't even believe that COVID exists while there are now a million people dead in America alone from COVID. And we're just seeing the emotional impacts because we can look back on it now. And it seems like people, 
I mean, we've always been a stress nation. America, type A, we work hard, we don't take vacation. But this seems like, and tell me if I'm wrong, a different kind of stress and a different kind of anxiety. Well, you said it best. It is. I mean, beforehand, literally beforehand, Ellen, obviously, like you said, America was a demanding place, ambitious. You said type A. I totally agree. We're juggling our responsibilities at home, our kids, our families, our jobs. We're not only looking at life going from a 60-minute meeting to a 60-minute meeting without doing the necessary things to soothe our soul, take a drink of water, take a walk, do some breath work. And then something called COVID comes, which is this pandemic. And I just want to mention that you know it was pretty much predicted by Barack Obama years ago when he set up the committee that this would be a huge downfall for the world, and it turned out to be that. But nobody realized that COVID would be the great dysregulator of us as human beings and of the world. Here's what I mean by that, is that stress and anxiety is a dysregulation of our autonomic nervous system, right? So when I tell somebody to get stress reduction techniques, it says, how do I emotionally regulate? How do I do breath work? How do I do yoga? How do I do Pilates? How do I just chill? So that's normal. Then what happens is that COVID came. And it was a great dysregulator, not just for the world around us, because people were dying and, you know, the terrible sort of approaches that we had, nobody understood it. But our kids, we still don't have a clue. The kids, the first 10 years of their life, the most important 10 years of brain development, those who had sit at home and couldn't co-regulate with kids and had to look at parents who didn't want to even look at each other, those developmental issues literally haven't even been pulled either. So we have a million dead in this country, and we handled it obviously terribly. But like you say, and to everybody, no, COVID is not gone. The dysregulation of COVID, the virus is continuing to reinvent itself in different ways. I'm at home right now watching my daughter who literally is diagnosed with it. And so we need to see this as a lesson, a lesson for ourselves that we need to get on two feet, take our oxygen first, realize that we can't control things out there, but really take care of our own minds. It's not so easy to do. I mean, I know there's always been the talk about, okay, here's how you can learn to relax. And yoga is always one of the first things, getting the right amount of sleep, going for a massage, taking deep breaths. Um, You know, which some people will write off as that's just, you know, hokey spiritualism, but it actually does that, you know, what's it's the biofeedback strategies that they first came up with, I think, in the 80s that they were able to scientifically prove that they work. But this is a different level of stress and anxiety. Are those things that will still work the same? And how do we know when our stress or anxiety is turning into something clinical? It's turning into a clinical depression where we need to seek help. Yes, to your point, without a doubt, you know, look at the Centers for Disease Control. We've looked at them for hopefully guidance throughout this whole process. But we must understand that this is really brought to bear that we're not this psychology. And everybody out there, my patients think that what we do in psychology is like voodoo, chicken bone, santeria, right? New age section of Barnes and Noble. But really it's not. It's to calm our own autonomic nervous system, emotional self-regulation. To be around healthy people, non-toxic people, people not like energy vampires, like narcissistic people who suck our energy dry. The only two things that we need to be worried about and what COVID has brought home loud and clear is how do we take care of our own stress, emotionally regulate, and how do we stay in healthy, safe environments where people have our back? Because when one person's working harder than the other, it's burnout. So to your point, yeah, taking a walk around your neighborhood, that calms you down. Gardening and yard work calms you down. If dancing is your emotional regulator, great. 
calms you down. Then be around people who are healthy, safe. That too will be like a contagious sort of frenzy. And that's it. You don't have to come see me every week and pay me you know, every week to talk to you. You can be your own therapist and look at your nervous system just like that. COVID has told us that. Yeah. And I've got to imagine now for parents, as you mentioned with the children, the concern, the nervousness about how this is impacting them now and what will happen long term, it's always there in the back of your head. You know, like it never goes away. Same thing with people who have long COVID that they're still trying to figure out and what the long-term effects will be of those who had COVID and came out fine, but now they're saying, well, they might have decreased lung capacity or heart issues that they don't know about. So it's kind of like we're all in this very uncertain space. We are, you know what, but you brought up a great point, Ellen. I want to make sure the community around us knows it because you're really focusing on what it is, which is when does this turn into depression? When does this turn into some sort of a pathology that could be treated? Because the dysregulation piece, COVID itself, grief, loss, you know, social distancing, which we unfortunately interpreted as emotional dysregulation, emotional distancing, which wasn't the case. All can contribute and trigger depression. So for genetically predisposed, or we're going into some sort of clinical endogenous depression, I want everybody who's listening to understand, if you know your loved one and you see these issues that are popping up that you didn't see prior to, and it's lasting for a period of time, you know, at least two to four weeks beyond the triggering event, then it's important to get an evaluation because it's a three-legged stool and COVID's taught us this. It's medical, it's psychological, and it's social. And all three of them mm. need to be attended to if we're going to get in front of depression, anxiety, and even the dysregulation of COVID. Okay. So for example, somebody loses a family member, we expect them to go through a grieving period, whether it's the standard stages of grief, the anger, the denial, all of that, or whatever form their grief takes. And we know at some point they will become involved in their work life and their social life again. But with this kind of depression, it just seems like there's no end to it. <laughs> um, well, there's not. And we have a diagnosis for it. And I think it's great that you're bringing it up because loss is inevitable, right? Like I say to people, pain is inevitable. Suffering is not. So loss, we do go through grief. We do go through Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's stages of death and dying. And that's okay. This is how the body works its way through. But to your point, when that lasts longer, that loss, let's say more than four to eight weeks, then it becomes what's called complicated grief reaction. And so loss and actually the grieving of loss is normal. And if you know your family well and you're connected and they're working things through, that's wonderful. If it goes beyond that, and I have it happening with people and patients all the time, it becomes complicated grief reaction, which then triggers the clinical depression which has somebody in a real hole for many years of their life without intervention. So families around, I'd like it to be engaged to get a good geriatric care manager if it's a senior or get a good social worker as a family member. And to your point, if it's a kid and you've seen the child dysregulated, get yourself a good child and adolescent therapist because you cannot be the messenger because I always say the messenger gets killed. You need a third party to help and strategize. So where does someone go to find the appropriate caregiver or therapist or doctor, whatever the case may be, for each specific situation you mentioned, whether it's a senior or an adult or a teen or a child. 
Well, here's my psychological hat for everybody, which means how to go. Now, I work for WellMed, which is a United Health company. So if you're with a company, obviously call your employee assistance program. That's a great place to start. They give you free care. They'll start triaging you, getting you somewhere. However, many people are not in that respect. Many caregivers are not. I write for Psychology Today, Ellen, and I think it's got the best search engine I've ever seen believe it or not, of any website. So if you go to the front page of psychologytoday.com, just put your zip code in. It's a search for a therapist, okay? It'll come up all around you within a five-mile area, and you'll see faces. They've been credentialed. They're licensed. They've already been approved. Then look for the person who deals with caregiver. Look for the person who deals with complicated grief or trauma, like cognitive behavioral or DBT, and it's all listed there. And make sure you call up that therapist, interview them, see if you feel safe when you do, and then reach out because that's the best way to do it. So psychologytoday.com is free and yeah. they're everywhere. Okay. I would never have thought of that. You're right. Now, I got to bring up one thing, and, and I really want people to understand that whatever they're feeling, they are not alone. This has impacted the entire world and certainly America, where we're accustomed to instant solutions for everything. You know, we think medicine can fix everything right now. And we've been through a period that's completely out of our realm of experience. And I worry for people when you say there's employee assistance programs. I'm aware of them, but... I know that a lot of people will still feel, I don't want that on my work record. And as right. much as we keep talking about eliminating the stigma, right. how do we eliminate the stigma? <laughs> I can tell you, you're right. And I call it like it is. I mean, it is what it is. I deal with reality. I'm an interventionist. So listen, again, there's no magic, right? It's emotional self-regulation, which means you have to feel your body. If you're feeling unsafe, you're feeling dysregulated, feeling depressed, Start doing the things you need to do for emotional self-regulation, you know, stress reduction, like I said, walking, Pilates, making sure you're talking to somebody. Then it's social, social regulation. So before you want go ahead and start thinking about shame and stigma of a mental health person, be your own therapist. If you're involved with a synagogue, a church, an ashram, and you have a faith-based community, fabulous. Going around like-minded people. Support groups at hospitals right now are the absolute rage, even though it's COVID, they're social distancing, but the person in front of you, just like you, may have an answer that you didn't think about. Do the things you need to for your own self-regulation, then emotional regulation, and then talk to the people around you who you feel safe with, and they're going to probably turn you on to somebody, somebody where you're not going to feel shame and stigma, and if you need to reach out and find that safe place… It's like chicken soup, Ellen. It just can't hurt. Okay. And I want to add laughter. When the uh. pandemic first started, I was staying with my sister and she had just lost her husband. And I just felt like she shouldn't be alone. But we started binge watching comedies and all of the superhero shows. <laughs> it was like we were teenagers watching Supergirl and Flash and The Arrow. And I'm telling you, at the end of the night, we would feel so much better because we'd been taken out of what was going on. We were watching things that were hopeful and there were heroes and they were funny at the same time. So what you just did is gave everybody a scientific look at how we produce a hormone called oxytocin, which is kind of the love hormone, we say. And by co-regulating with a friend and watching funny things, and I agree, comedy, 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 because as I say, you don't have to suffer. But when you connect and get over to something funny, your body, the chemistry of your body can be shifted. The beauty of what we're looking at now with the autonomic nervous system is all of this is not dependent upon somebody out there. 
you know, Norman Cousins, and I know you know the story. He yes. probably locked himself in a room and watched the Three Stooges when he had cancer. Yes. And maybe it's antidotal, but he laughed his brains off and he lived for so long. And so what you're saying, go do it. Connect. You know, life is going to be painful. But as I said, suffering is optional. Well, I have to tell you, I feel better now than I did 15 minutes ago. So <laughs> your work for the day is done. And I hope the same for our audience. You just Your insight is really valuable, and I hope you will come back because this is something we need to discuss all year long, not just during Mental Health Awareness Month. This has become, it's I call it the pandemic of the pandemic. So true. And I want to say this, Ellen, because you remember me from the first book with Lisa Gibbons Foundation. You have 19 seconds if you call the Federal Aviation Association of Peaceful Consciousness. God forbid if that plane goes down. And if you haven't taken the oxygen first, both of you will perish. So if your listeners can remember anything that comes out of this wonderful show of yours, take your oxygen first. You'll feel safer. The person in front of you will feel safer. And guess what? The world will start feeling safer. Beautiful. I I can't top that. So what I'm going to do is leave people with the website for wellmedhealthcare.com, psychologytoday.com to look up therapists anywhere. And of course, your website, which is filled with great information, drjamiejamie.com, drjamie.com. Dr. Jamie Heisman, you are wonderful. I thank you so much for taking your time and giving your compassion to our audience. Thank you for doing what you do for the South Florida audience so well, Ellen, anytime. Thank you again. And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about the program or would like to suggest a topic, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J-A-2-F-1-E, at cmg.com. Join us again next Sunday for a new edition of Community Focus. Have a great day. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.